Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, I'm Jennifer, and I'm joined with Corey, and um, we are the host of the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast, but today we thought we would do a little Facebook Live video. We preach Facebook Live all the time on the podcast and to our clients, but we've never actually done it. So today, Corey and I grabbed an article that we got from Google this week, um, kind of the, the Google sends out an email on thought leadership in the industry, and this week they're discussing um, technology and how technology and today's technology tools are actually affecting the, the task of storytelling, which is something we talk a lot about with our marketing group clients and also on the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast. Yeah, storytelling is one of the best ways that you can differentiate your practice from a competitor down the street. And um, so this article, it's actually from a panel at a South by Southwest conference. Something I've been wanting to go to for years, so we're going to put it on the checklist for next year. It's on the the bucket list. Yeah. Um, And so I'm just going to read a couple of quotes here, and then we'll we'll talk about them. So the first one is from the, it's named Sebastian Tomek, and he's the SVP of Advertising and Innovation at the New York Times. And he says, quote, you can't just use technology for technology's sake. For us on the news side, there has to be a consumer need. For instance, we launched a partnership with Samsung to do the Daily 360, where we'll feature 360 degree video journalism every day. And that has the most natural partnership we've ever done. It was tech by Samsung and journalism by the New York Times. So I've seen some of the 360 journalism that um, they've done with Samsung, um, especially on some hard-hitting issues that are worldwide and especially international issues. But bringing it back down to a level of a practice, um, what would be, if you could think of like one example of a practice and how they could use 360, you know, there's all kinds of different technologies, but because we're talking about 360, what could, how could a practice use 360 technology in their storytelling? Well, I think one of the things that, that we've come across with a couple of different practice actually, practices actually is uh, parking issues. Um, so if you have a practice that's located you know, within somewhere that's kind of hard to find or it's in a, a larger building, it makes sense to maybe do some 360 video on how to get to your office from the parking garage. Or like, I'm thinking of one in particular. So we have this practice that we work with, and they're 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 swamped. They own the building, and a pediatric group has moved in. And when they when they originally moved into the building, the pediatric group was like two doctors. Now they're like eight doctors. Yeah. And then when for pediatrician's office, sometimes you know it's not just mom bringing the child. It's mom and dad comes off his lunch break and meets the child and mom, and they go into the office together. So we're at this this place, and um, Corey and I had a meeting. It was like at noon, and we get there a little bit early, and we go to park, and there's nowhere to park, and we literally had to go off site and park <laughs> off site. Then we had to move the car because it was going to be towed. Then we witnessed a legit near fist fight in the parking lot between a woman who's at least 80 and a guy who was probably 40s, 40s. and then we listened to him complain all the way up the elevator and you know a 360 video would have gone a long way i think so and and 360 video maybe that's a lot to bite off for some of you guys that are watching or listening to this but 
you know, it doesn't have to be a 360 video to be effective. I mean, that same scenario could be done, you know, just using a regular video. I think that's a great case to use just the video medium to get your message out there and be really useful for patients. We had a, we had a doctor this last Bring Your Child to Work Day who took it upon himself to do a quick video of his daughter sitting in an exam chair. He's an ophthalmologist asking her oh, yeah. uh, questions about ophthalmology, like quizzing her on definitions. And then did he do it live or did he do it recorded? He did it live. Yeah. did it live and this thing just blew up because it was innovative, it was it was current, it was you know kind of somewhat like a news cycle and um, his patients just ate it up and, yeah. and it's paying dividends today. So you know sometimes you just have to think about you know what opportunities do you have and then how can you take some really cool technology like the 360 and take it out there and um, take advantage of it. And you know what? It's okay to put something out there and it's not perfect yet, especially on social media because that's what people like. That's you know the difference between active and passive involvement. Definitely, and I, I think uh, two things. One, that was like the cutest video I've ever oh my seen. God, it was, it was the awesome. Best. Um, and two, um, I think another way that you can use the, the video is, and we see this all the time with like practice photo tours, that's a perfect opportunity to do a 360 video of your main lobby, of an exam room, of an OR. Of a surgery center. A surgery center this is right. where you drop your patient off at 5.30 in the morning. This is where exactly. they come up. This is where you get prepped. This is where you're gonna sit. Don't worry if you have to sit there for three hours because here's the Wi-Fi password, here's the bathrooms, here's everything that's going on. Yeah, and you can definitely use those when you're doing any sort of like um, Google Maps. It also accepts those kinds of videos. So you can use those in addition to not only on your website and social media, but you can put it on Google Maps so that it shows up in search a little bit better. Yeah, great ideas, Corey. Yeah, I try. <laughs> All right, so the next, uh, the next one is from Myra Nussbaum, and she's the SVP and Group Creative Director for DDB Worldwide. She says, uh, it's never been easier to make cool stuff, but it's never been harder to get the word out about it. Mm -hmm. And we saw that with Lockheed Martin's Field Trip to Mars, which was a, a video that Lockheed did. Um, she says, that Wasn't was, it featuring virtual reality? It too? was, yeah. Super cool. She said that was a cool use of VR and it garnered billions of impressions. So it's not just about creating content people have to seek out and find, but about making content that creates headlines. Oh, okay. So here's an example of one that we had a client do recently. And you know, so essentially for Corey and I, we do marketing for independent physicians. So part of what we do is to build relationships with those physicians. So we have a group of orthopedic folks that are um, you know, getting more and more into stem cell and technologies related to stem cell. And we have their main office and right next to their main office is their surgery center. So one of the doctors sent us a quick text message says, hey, I've got something great. Let's put it on Facebook. We just did the first stem cell transplant using an umbilical cord. Is that right? Yes. Something along those lines, which has got two things. One, it's really cool. And we got a photo of the doc and his assistant and everybody just coming out of the OR in their scrubs. So that we knew was going to be a home run. And two is they were the, doing the first procedure ever done in the Central Florida area, which is a large media market. And we knew if we could get this thing on Facebook that it would just blow up. And it, it blew up. It literally blew up. And it wasn't a video, it wasn't you know some crazy technology, but we were talking about a technological breakthrough that was happening, it was relevant, it was immediate. The doctors had it on their radar screen that we needed information from them. And they made sure to get it to us and we were able to take advantage of um, social media and the technologies available to us to get the word out. You can't pay for that kind of PR, and the public relations industry and the news cycles have changed so much Dramatic. that we're in control of our own PR for our practices. 
you know I know your doctors still want you to get their photo or something in the newspaper but only so many people read the newspaper at this point if you want something to happen you put it on Facebook or you put it where your audience is yeah definitely and, and I think her quote makes so much sense for what we deal with oh, every amen. single day. I mean, look at what we're doing right now. Like, it's awesome to make cool stuff. We're making this video. We're probably going to turn. We it think into it's a pretty podcast. cool, but we don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. You tell us. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with all the social media channels out there and how easy it is uh, to update and change website content and how dynamic those things can be, it's really easy to make cool stuff. I agree with that 100. Um, percent But it's never been harder to get the word out about it. Is the second part of her quote. And that's true too, because there's so much competing, uh, you know, for our attention that it's just hard to kind of break through that clutter. And so we're big fans of obviously, if we have an example like what you were just talking mm -hmm. about, that's going to do really well on its own. That's going to do really well organically. Um, and some of the stuff that we do, we are big believers in it. We know that it's really good content, and it just needs a little bit of a boost to get out in front of people because it is so hard to get the word out about it. And that's where it makes sense to have an advertising budget, just like you have an advertising budget on your print media or a radio buy. It makes sense to have an advertising budget on social media so that you can get the word out about some of the cool stuff that you're doing and help control your message. Yeah, nothing that drives us bonkers more than when we spend, you know, potentially a week's worth of time and effort putting together some really cool stuff for a client and they don't want to spend $10 or $100 to get the eyeballs on it because there's so much that Corey was saying we're competing against so many distractions in the world and we're only as good as what that next distraction is and so if you can put a couple dollars into every single thing you put on social media it will pay dividends over and over and I would say this we have you know however many clients that we work with and I would say 90% of them have a social media advertising budget now. Not just advertising as in ads and AdWords, but advertising as in boosting and trying to encourage engagement and click-throughs and things of that nature and really pushing reach. They have all really adopted this advertising budget and every one of them has kept the budget at least from the initial adoption at the rate that they were at or has grown it exponentially because they see the results and you can track them. You know, in TV, in print, in radio, it's really tough to quantify if your spend is worth it, especially in medical. Did you get more surgeries? Did you get more patients? Were those patients as a result of your TV ad that you spent $50,000 on or were they a result of something completely different? If you're only doing advertising online, you can track every single dollar and you can kind of jive and flow and move and juke and whatever it is in order you know, to accommodate for maybe some competition in the marketplace, a new story that comes out or whatever your great idea is. So I really think if we can drive something home is create really cool stuff and compelling stuff, that's first and foremost when it comes to storytelling. But then put a couple dollars behind it. Stop being so cheap. You, if you can afford to go out and get coffee or pick up bagels to take around and deliver to the offices and call it referral marketing, then you can afford to take a couple hundred bucks a month and put it towards social media and really get a bang for your buck. Definitely. And, and the great thing about doing that on social media as well is you get to control your budget, I mean, by the second. So if something's not working or you need to change your budget, you just do it instantly. You don't have to make a dozen phone calls and hope that you know the, the TV station's gonna be able to stop running your ads or you already signed that contract, so hey, sorry, you're out of luck. With social, you just click a button. And we, we had a client yesterday who is spending something like $10,000 on LinkedIn over the next couple of weeks. And I don't know how she got sold on this. Somebody picked up the phone and called her and they sold her and she bought into it. And it will probably work for her because of her type of her of the industry she's yeah. in. But 
we knew that there was about a thousand bucks being getting ready to be spent and I saw email after email after message left to her saying hey we need you to make a decision we need you to make a decision and she didn't make the decision and then it was time to turn it on and she flipped out and she sent us all these emails in there in all caps don't turn it on make it stop pause 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 and all it took was Corey boop, boop, boop. okay no problem that's how easy <laughs> social media is yeah and, and the other good thing about it, the other point I wanted to make was um, it, when you do boost on social media, you get to control the audience too, which is which is great. So when you do something like a billboard or print or radio, TV, that traditional kind of advertising, you know, you're just kind of blasting it out everywhere. When you do it on social media, you can say, well, I want to reach the you know 35 to 49 year old females married with kids in a household income that makes this much money, and they're the only people that are going to see that post. So you know that every dollar that you spend is going towards the exact person that you want to see it. Absolutely. So, all right, last quote. Uh, this is from Jess Greenwood. She's the uh, VP of Content and Partnerships for RGA. Yeah. And uh, she says, there's a difference in passive attention versus active attention. So passive is scrolling by something in a feed and you can high five with every impression you get, but that's not the whole story. The most successful campaigns create active attention which is way harder to get because we're competing with news media, entertainment, and everything else that's on the internet that day. So essentially, what I take away from that is that passive attention is someone just, you know, they see it and they scroll by it, whatever. That counts as an impression. They will count that. But when you get active attention, that's when someone's actually like engaging with your content. So that's, I mean, at the very minimum, that's a like on Facebook, that's a comment, it's a heart, it's a share. I mean, we see all the time with stuff that mm -hmm. we create where people will comment on, um, let's say we'll do like a getting to know you video on the doctor, and uh, it's just kind of introducing you to who that is. And then down in the comments, someone will say, oh, that doctor did my surgery, he's amazing, I love him, and then tag like two friends in it. You know, and maybe those two friends are looking for a doctor. Yeah, we see and that all the time. Yeah, and that's the opportunity for them to reach out and say, look how great my doctor is. Don't you want to see this and then tag family members and friends and that's how you know that you've got that active attention because they are taking part of you know they're taking time out of their mm -hmm. day to reach out and then do something with this rather than just scroll by and go eh, that's cool whatever I don't care well and we have this one doctor who's really attractive and you'll see and well he's really good on camera too but he's really attractive you don't realize how attractive he is until he's on camera and if you want to send me a quick email I'll include my email in the show notes if we do show notes I'll send you a link to his video and you'll, you'll, you'll correspond, collaborate, corroborate, corroborate my statement here. But the fact is, people notice it and these ladies and some gents will get on Facebook and be like, holla, I'll go see him, I'll make an appointment with him. Yeah. And he's so down to earth, but it just makes such a difference. And I think that being genuine mm -hmm. is how you create active attention. Yeah. You know, it's the difference between passive and active. One thing we're doing now, or so when we set up our social media posts, we have tons and tons of evergreen content. This is stuff that we can put on autopilot, and it we know it's going to post for our clients every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday. It's going to pull from certain categories, and it's going to say, all right, on Mondays we're going to send out motivational Monday. On Wednesdays we're going to talk about a procedure within a particular subspecialty and on Fridays we're going to do patient testimonials and we know that no matter what we could leave for Memorial Day because we're getting ready we're recording this right before Memorial Day we can leave for Memorial Day come back in a week and this stuff's still going to work but that's not the stuff that creates active attention what creates the most active user experience is when we put things like 
you know, we did an amazing job today in a surgery center. We, we did the first umbilical cord stem cell transfer in Central Florida. We know that's going to kill it. We know that the video of a doctor talking with his daughter and quizzing her on, on terms for ophthalmology, we know it's going to kill it and it's going to create active engagement. We've got one now, I think you might have heard if you listen to our podcast, Danielle's been on quite a few times and Danielle actually does all of our social media and all of our reputations for reputation management for all of our clients across the board. And she also manages kind of these... Um, you know, your local publications do like best doctor or best orthopedic sports doctor or best this or best that. She goes out to the different publications and finds out when they're running their contest. Then she creates social media posts specific to vote for doctor so-and-so as best internal family medicine doctor. And then she puts 20 bucks behind that post gets all of the fans of that doctor engaged in that activity, gets them voting, which is very active because they're having to click on something and then go participate in a survey. And then the best part is the doctors always win. And then they get this little badge that we can put on their website and then they can put in all their marketing materials. Four years running. Four years running, best doctor of whatever. Yeah. It's a gift that keeps giving. It, yeah, it really is. And, and like you said, so people have to go out and they have to take that extra step, go and vote and fill out this whole thing. But then they also, they come back and say, just voted, like, share, comment, everything. <laughs> so we kind of like check all the boxes with this one activity. It's, it's good awesome. stuff. It's yeah, good it's stuff. Awesome. It's good stuff. I think we should have been on that panel. I mean. I mean, we could have our own panel bring it. We are on a panel. Really, it's two of us. Yeah. All right. Nice. Awesome. Bring it home. All right. So um, this article closes out with a quote I wanted to mention. It says, as consumer attention grows even scarcer, creatives and brands will be tempted to latch on to shiny new storytelling tools like Facebook Live. Uh, but technology alone can't be asked to deliver a memorable story. Um, and then it goes back into another quote. It says, quote, I love technology, but technology is no standing for great insight. Great creative transcends everything, no matter the technology. So the takeaway for that to me is make cool stuff. You know, and you can use technology to get it out there, and then you can boost it, and you can try and make it active. But the key is to make cool stuff, and then you're on the right path. And you know what I think the best part is? Practice managers, if you're watching this, you kind of get it, and you're like, I am so busy, I can't, I can't do all this kind of stuff. But if you're a physician and you're watching this, you know what you do is as cool as it gets. Yeah. And you know what kind of cool stuff is out there. You just need people to help you bring the tools together. Yeah, so they can see it. Awesome. So before we wrap up, I'm going to tell you where we are right now. We are literally sitting in an exam room that is unused. And right behind us is a refrigerator and an exam table. And there's a window over here. And we just have a blank wall. And you, the, what this is, is our studio. So we, when we have patients come in, we invite patients into the practice. We bring them right in through the front door. Corey escorts them. We get them seated. We have a little set that we set up, and this is where we film patient testimonials many times. It is that easy. All you have to do is look for an empty exam room or find an exam room, you know, if you're doing patient testimonials and block it out. But your exam rooms make great studios. And if you have one that's empty for a while, you can just keep building and building and building and finding opportunities to use technology to improve the quality of the videos that you're producing. So with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm still Corey. And um, we are the hosts of the Doctor Marketing Tips Podcast. We might do this every week. We might not do this every week. But if you need us, you can find us at insightmg.com. And we'll see you next time. Oh, and be sure to check Twitter, too. We're on there, at Doctor Marketing Tips. If you have any questions or anything like that, we'd be happy to uh, help on Twitter. Awesome. Thanks so much. 
Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders. 